When someone is affected by a debilitating disease like acromegaly, and things like unexplained growth, joint pain, and profound fatigue happen, the world seems to turn upside down. When it happens to an athlete used to a fine-tuned body, every change seems to be amplified. I knew something was very wrong with my body, Marissa Hyde. Rissa, for those who know her, told me. I didn't know what was wrong. I just knew something was, she said to me. Hello, everyone. This is Jorge Fascinetti, and you are listening to the Pituitary World News Podcast. Today's podcast is about an athlete's story dealing with acromegaly. And after some pretty tough times this coming September, Rissa is riding her bike from Canada to Mexico with a commitment to help increase awareness of rare diseases in general and acromegaly in particular. If you have acromegaly, then you will realize the Herculean effort that this will take. 1,845 total miles at a rate of 50 to 60 miles on average per day two stops to deal with her monthly injection, not to mention the normal acromegaly fatigue and the many more fun things that come with this disease. This, my friends, no matter how you define it, is a massive effort. I met Rissa a few years ago at the Pituitary Wellness Patient Conference in San Francisco. She was planning the ride for 2020 and then because of the COVID-19 pandemic, she had to postpone it. So here we are a year later, ready to go. We caught up with Rissa a few days ago and asked her about her plans and preparation for the ride. Here's our chat. Hello, Rissa. Um, it's great to see you again. Uh, so how you been? I've been well, I've been well. Thanks, Jorge. It's always great to catch up with you. Yeah, so wonderful. Okay, so I thought today, as I was just saying everybody in the introduction, we would talk about your ride. But first, uh, let's remind everybody, you um, uh, have acromegaly and uh, you were diagnosed how long ago? I was diagnosed in October of 2018. 2018, so a few, a few years ago. And, and, and I understand that from past chats and everything that we've published about you, uh, you had about an eight year wait to get diagnosed. So why don't you tell me a little bit, just to remind everybody what that journey was like for you? Well, I, I felt that something was wrong in my body. I felt like it just, um, it wasn't the same. Yeah, it wasn't operating like I thought it should. And I changed primary care physicians a few times and I, I kept going back to thyroid and doing my own research and um and it's interesting because my doctors would say well no you're a, you're an athlete you're healthy your blood work your basic blood panel looks fine um you're you're fine um maybe you're overtraining so I just but I I felt like my body was just deteriorating uh, more and more over time. Yeah, you know that's interesting you say that because I noticed the same thing when I was first. As I look back, you know, my 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 uh, journey was almost twenty plus years, twenty eight years, and it was 
um, I started noticing pain in areas that you go, boy, why, why, why my, my back and knees and things? And I used to be uh, also not an athlete like you, but you know, an avid sports person. Uh, played tennis a lot and uh, run and you know so it was it was these pains early that now you say oh my god you know this is exactly what what that was and in what ways was your body changing if you don't mind me asking were you just getting heavier or uh... yeah the, the only way I could describe it is I just I kept growing I was getting bigger uh, and um, and I would have like knee pain or a really um, incredible fatigue. Like I yeah. thought, you know, and I thought maybe um, I had adrenal fatigue or I was overtraining or um, I'd have bad headaches. Um, yeah, that's not an unusual thing, overtraining, no? I was just reading about that swimmer, uh, uh, that uh, in you know, the Olympic swimmer that, that, had, uh, that was overtraining. I mean, it's, yeah. it's pretty common. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah, so it was, it, it felt like very uh, kind of um, everyday things like that, that, that could be explained away. Yeah. Was your, your um, efficiency declining? That is, you were, you were not able, unable to go as far or was your, you were, you were training and training and training, but you weren't getting the, the benefits? Yes, that's such a good point, Jorge. Like, I um, I wasn't making the gains I used to make, and and then I wasn't recovering. Yeah, I, I couldn't. I was like unable to get off the couch, and it would take longer and longer for me to be able to get back out for a workout. Uh, and so again, I was like looking into H. Uh, is it the HPA axis? And I was looking at thyroid and I, you know, I, I was trying to find some reason for it. Yeah, just I, try to figure out what's wrong. You know, it's like, and then when you find out, it's like this 5,000 pound rock off your back that you go, oh my God, at least I know what I have. Yes. It was an extremely profound moment for me. I'll never forget. I was sitting in my endocrinologist's office this I didn't even know what an endocrinologist was. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I'm sitting in her office and she tells me, you know, you have this big tumor in your head that needs to come out. And I'm pretty sure I know what you have. And she described all the possible symptoms from it, from acromegaly. And I, and I remember looking at her and I'm getting a little choked up thinking about this moment because it sure. was so profound. Yeah. I, I looked at her and I said, "You so you mean to tell me I'm not crazy? And she looked at me square in the eye and was, said, Rissa, you are not crazy. And I started bawling. Yeah, I'm sure. Finally. I am sure. I'm sure. I knew something was wrong. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, remember, I remember coming back from my meeting, uh, and I've told this story a billion times, but, you know, coming back from my meeting with my orthopedic surgeon, which was the guy that actually said, you know, this is what you have. Uh, and uh, and looking at the website uh, of Acromegaly page, Google page, and you start seeing yourself, you know, and you go, oh my god, and and then you read every art, and and then you read every uh, symptom, and you go, oh my god, I have most of this stuff. <laughs> what the hell is wrong? <laughs> you know, so it's just like an immediate, it's like a bucket of cold water. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. And I totally get it. You know, one of the things that it's amazing about talking to, to you and other patients is that when you say I'm tired, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I know that when I say, this is what I feel, you, you exactly know what it is. And it's very difficult for other people around you to understand the intensity sometimes of these things. And not only you know physical, but emotional as well. So I totally get it. Anyway, so, uh, so, but you had a surgery and you're on, you know, you're doing well. Thank you. Thank you. I think I'm finally on a medication that seems to be working, but you know how that is. I'm optimistic, cautiously optimistic. So. Yeah. That, well, that's wonderful. So, and I know you have big plans coming up in September. So let's, I think people are really interested or will be very interested in learning what your plans are and figure out how we can support that because I think it's a wonderful idea. So why don't you tell us what you're going to do in September? Well, I remember um, um, I had a I had a five day bike tour planned about six weeks after my brain my brain surgery, and I uh, and I asked my uh, neurosurgeon, you know, like, okay, so when can I get back on my bike? And I said, I have a I have a bike tour planned. I have a, a 250 mile bike tour plan, you know, for a couple months after my surgery. And he, he looked at me like I had two heads. Crazy. <laughs> so, yeah. So, um, so I quickly learned that my body was not the same, um, following surgery and, um, I wouldn't be getting back on my bike. I wouldn't be training for another Ironman anytime soon. So, um, but uh, I wasn't going to let that stop me. Mm -hmm. So I knew I needed something to look forward to something to, um, yeah, keep me motivated. And, um, and I've always wanted to, um, ride my bike from across the country. Um, and, uh, so I kind of just for fun was looking into routes, um, from coast to coast, but then I found one, um, from Canada to Mexico, a lot Pacific coast that looked better than any route I, um, ever, you know, ever found or before. Yeah. Read about before. And, um, I, I, you know, I, I hate to sound, I don't know if cliche is the right word, but like my perspective on life really changed after this experience and diagnosis and I, I want to live it fully. And so I, um, yeah, I, pl I started planning a trip from Canada to Mexico down the Pacific coast for um, starting in September, 2020. And then um, the pandemic came. And uh, so it got, I postponed it till this September, uh, 2021. And, well, I, you know, I think it's a fantastic idea. And uh, you, you undoubtedly picked one of the most spectacular roads in the world. I don't know if you've been through the whole thing, but uh, I drove once um, uh, in different occasions, you know, all the way from San Diego to Seattle, up to British Columbia. I mean, it's just spectacular. The whole 
thing. It's just wonderful. Oh, so, great. Yeah. Through, yeah, I've been through sections of it in my car and I bike and I just, I cannot imagine a better way to start healing my spirit. Yeah. Well, but I, thought, I think also, you know, not only, I think it's great, I'm sure uh, for you in terms of your goals and, and the fact that you can actually do it um, physically it must be wonderful. Uh, but also, uh, it's great that you're, you know, creating this awareness and giving all of us that work on the awareness business uh, a vehicle to talk about it and talk about the disease, maybe a little bit differently than you typically talk about it, you know, in a, in a very uh, uh, sort of positive goal-oriented way and, uh, you know, not, not uh, diminishing what people go through and how difficult it is with a disease like this one to get up and do what you're doing but I think it's just absolutely fantastic that you're doing it so 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 tell me how you're planning it tell me how you're going to get from uh, Canada to Mexico right you're going north to south right yes yeah, so start in the north and head south and uh, yeah so um I, I will fly into Bellingham and uh, Washington and I'll spend a couple of hours there to get ready. Um, and I'll ship my bike. I'm absolutely in love with my bike. I, so um, I will be shipping her up to Bellingham as well. And Did you give her a name? Did you name your bike? I actually don't have a name for her yet, but I imagine I will come up with one. I think we should come up with a name for it. Absolutely. I did name my tumor. Uh, my oh, you did? Okay, <laughs> that's good. Tumor Bubba. So I, yeah, I definitely <laughs> should give my name. Um, but she, um, yeah, so I'll have a bike shop put it together there. And um, I will go up and... I was hoping to spend a couple days in Vancouver, but we're, I'm not sure if the borders will be open easily yet. So, um, so I'll go up and tag the Canadian border and then turn around and head south. Um, and uh, probably average about 50 to 60 miles a day. Um, I'll work in maybe six rest, day, rest days. Uh, and it'll be around, it'll come out to about, I think, um, 52 days. Yeah. So. Okay, well, that's wonderful. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that once you have your route well planned, we will be able to publish where you're going to be. So if people want to come out and see you and support you, that'd be great. Yes. I'm sure. And cheer along, cheer along the way. And it's also a great vacation spot, you know, the, yes. the, the, north, the northern California, Oregon coast. It's a, uh -huh. just a a great spot um so yeah how how tell me how are you um physically how are you preparing for this what what's your regimen and and i'm i'm assuming that you've had to change uh but for post-diagnosis how you're how you're training yes it's really it's really interesting question which actually came up um from a friend earlier today was like Oh, so, so how, how's your training going? Are you training a lot? And I have had to shift my whole thinking around what training a lot means. Um, I used to uh, work out, I, we do what's called two-a-days. So I might bike for three to five hours and then get off my bike and, and run, you know, six miles or something or swim in the morning and then bike in the afternoon and, or maybe I'd be doing strength training and um, 
a long hike or something. And now I'm working, training significant, significantly less than that because I, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't want to like push myself to exhaustion. That seems to happen more quickly than it used to. So, so I'm training about four to five days a week, um, getting on my bike and riding anywhere from 15 to 40 miles right now. Um, that'll be, that'll increase, um, as the weeks go on. Uh, it's, it's been an interesting, um, journey like embracing this new way of being mm -hmm. and i'm actually and adapting to a new normal no yes exactly yeah, that's and, wonderful and being okay and, and instead of being like oh gosh all i rode was 15 miles like embracing it and being like you know what heck yeah i got 15 miles down that's that's better than zero. Oh gosh yeah, yeah. it's all about changing perspective yeah and um, it's been, it hasn't been easy every day. It's, it's been more of a mental challenge to me than, than anything else, but, but I'm learning, like, it's really all about perspective and, um, and stopping to, uh, smell the roses and really enjoy and just enjoy being out and, and not, um, uh, being attached to how many miles. Yeah. And, and I'm sure that must've been very difficult for you as you as an athlete you're performance oriented and uh not you know the last thing you think about i'm sure is stopping and smelling the the flowers uh when you're in this sort of intense training but i think that's very great that you you were able to adapt that way because i'm sure it allows you to to do it and have fun at it which is the important thing no uh, so, Risa, what about uh, how do you deal with pain? Or do you feel pain more pain now than you did before, or how 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 does that work for you? Yes, I definitely have times of feeling more pain uh, than I used to ever have. Um, that seems to be improved a little bit on this new medication, which is super Great. exciting. Yeah, so. Um, gosh, how do I manage and deal with it? Um, I, I don't know. I, and this might sound a little woo woo, but like, <laughs> I don't, I don't give it my attention or I don't put a lot of energy into it, but, but damn straight, I've gone to bed and my hips are throbbing and my knees are throbbing. And some days I wake up and I feel like, heavy as a semi truck because my body just feels wiped out and and, and my joints are sore and um, I'm not going to say I don't have those days but um, well I get the I get the idea that I get it because I understand how how it feels uh, it's um, you do sort of try as much as you can to put it in some some other place the pain yeah. and it becomes i think what happens your brain adapts to a certain level of you know increased pain and then you just sort of deal with it um at least that's what happens to me i'm not by any stretch of the imagination training to the extent that you are but you know if i go for a walk that's longer than an hour I'm, i feel it yes <laughs> so yeah. i go I, okay i learned to sit down you know 
Right. And I think I'm still coming to terms with that and learning that. I've also, though, been told that I have a freakishly high threshold for pain. So, um, so I think sometimes maybe my, uh, my whole feeling around it is skewed. <laughs> yeah yeah well that's great because then that allows you to to do more uh so tell me um what how what made you want to do this i know we talked a little bit about that but i know in certain other occasions that you and i have chatted you've talked about helping get the word out um and and what do you hope to do afterwards you know after you get this this done yeah thank you yeah that's a great question so i I initially started off like I'm going to do this ride because I need to heal for me. Like yeah. I felt like a big thing happened in my life. It was traumatic. And now I need some time to heal from heal my spirit. And, um, but then all of a sudden, the more I started learning about acromegaly and how, and, and pituitary diseases and how rare they are. And, um, uh, and most of the people I, I talk to about it can't even pronounce acromegaly. I know. I hate the name. I hate the name, by the way. I wish we could change it. It's awful. <laughs> I agree. I, I agree. Um, but I, yeah. And then it started kind of evolving. And, you know, when I was looking for organizations and, you know, like, um, I wasn't looking for money. Like, I, I was looking for, like, how can I just even plaster the word acromegaly on a jersey so that someone will go google it and be like oh my gosh I you know I know someone who might have that you know like I, I was just looking at and it, and it just got it kind of started growing from there and then I met you over at, at, I well I reached out to Dr. Blevins and he asked me to you uh, with Tuatary World News Organization and I like immediately felt like it was like this amazing like connection to like like unlimited resources and, yeah. and um, yeah. well at least ideas if not resources we got lots right. of ideas <laughs> I think both yeah so um, and then it just it just started evolving from there and I started uh, doing presentations on on this and and I and I have to say I I love I, I yeah. love that part of it and I love bringing attention to it um, like I said I, I'm not looking for handouts I'm looking for information like how do I get this information out to the masses so, I think the work that you do is very important you know and I think there are the, the, this dynamic that we talk about constantly which is if you and if you know the disease exists and if primary care docs and other healthcare workers would suspect it sooner I think we could make a real big difference in early diagnosis and in providing people a better quality of life because their related conditions won't, won't be as severe. Um, so I think that on anything, and I think it's important to talk about the disease in a way that it's positive and uh, um, to the extent that we can. Uh, try to appeal to people that may not otherwise be thinking about it, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, so a ride is something that's an event like this is really wonderful. Yes, and my goal is to also help existing patients, you know, not just with like um, 
you know, physicians and people find like and potential earlier diagnosis, but also existing patients, like how like inspiring them to find yeah, motivation. Yeah, what's their motivation? What what is their eighteen hundred mile ride? Yeah. That might mean that might mean walking to the mailbox or um, you know, um, taking up an art class or, or what what's gonna inspire them to stay motivated and keep moving forward. Yeah. And I think to a certain extent, uh, you know, providing reasons for people to get involved and help in getting the word out, you know, this this is a uh, these are these are good vehicles to do that. I think I I I thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing it. I think it's uh, it's such a cool thing you're doing. So well, we're gonna continue to follow your progress, and uh, we hope to be at least for a little bit to be in a, a part of the. Um, of the race and meet you somewhere. <laughs> and uh, I'll get on my bike as well and ride in three miles, maybe. You better get on your bike with me. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm looking forward to doing that. So, so thank you. Thanks a ton for taking the time to talk to us. Thanks, Jorge. I always appreciate you. Please stay tuned to Pituitary World News for updates. We've also posted links on the podcast article with details of the ride and how you can support Riz's effort. Thank you for listening.